0: And then there were even smaller changes, but still significant to limit the spread of the coronavirus. Um, Many chauffeurs have nice magazines in the back of the vehicles, and so we we had them remove all of those because um, the the virus can spread, you know, from contact with paper from one guest to another. Uh, So there were a lot of steps like that that we took to to limit the spread and, and let people know that we were doing everything we could to ensure their safety.
1: Hi, this is episode two of How If Start A Podcast, Business and Corona Crisis Management Series. My name is Dina and today we will talk with Blacklane, a global chauffeur service company. I'm happy to have Adam Parkin as our special guest. Hello Adam. Could you please share with us a bit about your position at Blacklane?
0: Yes, I'm the head of global communications at Blacklane, so my responsibilities are Mostly around public relations, so uh, media interviews, um, helping our executives for their media activity, press releases, award submissions, speaking opportunities, going to conferences and uh, work along those lines.
1: Um, how if we visited Blacklane in December 2017 for a Startup Hoping 5 event? Have many changes occurred since uh, these two and a half years?
0: Definitely. So... Um, Right after that visit early in 2018, we had a funding round which really helped accelerate a lot of our growth. Um, So a few examples of that. We started a travel agency program back in 2018 and that uh, set up a formal commission structure in place and travel agencies or travel advisors have since been one of our fastest growing segments. Uh, We have a lot of um, travel advisors and travel agents who like to know the, the global consistency of our product and, and service and offer that to their customers. One of the other things that has really grown since then is that Emirates, which is the world's busiest international airline, they selected us as one of their key partners for its complimentary chauffeur service. When you fly first class or business class with Emirates, you get a complimentary ride to and from the airport. And Emirates uses chauffeur companies all around the world for that. And they have selected us for that in several markets. And we have been um, growing and adding more countries since and been a a really good um, partner of theirs. We've also opened new offices since the last time um, uh, from your visit. We've opened offices in Dubai, Brisbane, Australia and Los Angeles. And then another area that we really focused on, we had a, uh, a rebrand last summer. The chauffeur industry, if you were to look at uh, the legacy limousine companies, they, they typically fail to show the chauffeurs. The advertising and uh, and the marketing, the imagery, and, and this was the same for us before the rebrand, too, uh, did a lot of um, imagery and, and messaging around travelers, which makes sense on the one hand, but on the other hand, it hides... The chauffeurs, the people who are actually providing the service, the pictures that you would see of chauffeurs were oftentimes the back of a chauffeur's head, or maybe somebody giving a handshake, or um, or you would just see you know kind of half of the chauffeur cut out as somebody is is entering a vehicle, and we wanted instead to highlight our chauffeur partners from around the world, so we gathered them. And in Berlin, we had a photo shoot. We flew in people from all around the world because what we wanted to do was, uh, really highlight the people who are providing the service because ultimately when you select a show service, you're doing it for the people and their knowledge and the way that they, um, offer service. And so we wanted to highlight them. And, uh, that was a big relaunch or rebrand of the service last year. So we launched that last summer and, um, it was everything from new colors new imagery and really just a, a focus on um, the chauffeurs so that we could help um, put the, the faces of the service in front of our guests
1: um, let me ask a couple of questions on the business itself and the environment that black lane functions in right now uh, so in order to be present globally you cooperate with chauffeur partners And uh, which form of employment is typical for a Blacklane chauffeur in Berlin? Is it typically the employee of Blacklane itself or employee of contracting partner?
0: All of our chauffeur partners work for an independent chauffeur company. Blacklane does not employ any chauffeurs and we do not own vehicles. We work with companies who are already successful and established in Berlin and in all the cities around the world where we operate. And this means that the chauffeurs have all of the local licenses for for the, the chauffeurs themselves and for the vehicles and for the corporate entity. It means they have all the local insurance that they need. It means they have the background checks and the permits, and th- they know what's required in each of their localities. This is very important for a few reasons. It means that... Um, th- that you can trust your chauffeurs to be doing business the right way. It means that you know as a traveler that the, that you're covered in terms of insurance and in terms of uh, background checks and the, the safety of, of who is driving you. Um, and uh, a, and it means that they have all of the permits. Transportation laws are very local. Um, you, you really have to know the, uh, the, the requirements in each in each city and each county, I mean, think of somewhere like New York, you have chauffeurs who uh, maybe have businesses in Connecticut, New York State, and in um, New Jersey, who are all coming to the the three airport coming and going from the, the three airports in New York. And so you have to have permits with the the. Uh, agencies for the airports. You may have to have city permits or you may have to have state permits. There's just a lot that needs to happen. And when you think about that on a global scale, it's really a lot of documents to, to have and, and to measure and, and to know. And, um, and be, because we then work with all of these local companies, we, we know that our, our partners have that. Now, some of the chauffeurs that we work with could be a, a one-person business, but they still have all of the commercial setup that they need. And so, it just to be very clear, we do not partner with any independent drivers or allow any privately owned vehicles on our network. Everything has to be done with a company that we partner
1: with. And uh, talking about the global scale, what is Black Lane's biggest market, namely the country and which service?
0: So, the United States is our largest market. And... We think of markets both in terms of the source market and the destination market. So the the destination side is probably what people think of first, and that's where we're doing the most rides. And so that is the the United States. Although India is very large as well, before the coronavirus uh, stopped most travel, we were doing almost a thousand rides a day in India alone. But uh, the, the other market that we think of is the source market. So where are people traveling from? So a lot of Americans use our service in London or Paris or Berlin or wherever around the world. And, um, and, and so the U.S. is both the, the largest destination market where rides are happening and the largest source market where our, um, where our guests are coming from. And in terms of the segment, airport transfers are the largest segment, but we, we see a, a growing diversity in the types of, of rides. We're seeing more city-to-city trips more hourly rides, our event services growing, but still the single biggest uh, segment is airport transfers.
1: Um, another interesting question, has electrification of auto industry and uh, alternative engines in general, such as hydrogen, had an impact on the company's fleet?
0: Yes and no, it's had an impact. Uh, on the electric side, uh, a bit more hydrogen we haven't seen yet. The Challenge is that we need to maintain chauffeur quality vehicles. So even if you have a, a, in the auto market in general more vehicle, more electric vehicles, something like a, for example, a Nissan Leaf, it's a fine car but it would not be a chauffeur quality vehicle. So we have started with, um, with Teslas and we have Teslas in 30 different cities around the world and that could be a Model S or a Model X. But what we're doing is now opening up Uh, more electric vehicles to be allowed in our fleet. So we've told our chauffeur partners that if they have an Audi e-tron, a Jaguar I-PACE, or a Mercedes Benz EQC, that we would be happy to have those vehicles in our fleet as well. Now those are certainly a few years behind production in terms, or compared to a a Tesla, uh, but we, we really wanna get those vehicles in our fleet more we had a category of vehicles called the green class and that's where all of our teslas were and so if you were to book a ride for example in paris or london where we have teslas you would see an option for the green class and you could request one of those vehicles but what we have decided to do instead is get rid of the green class as a separate entity and instead get guests and bookers already thinking of electric vehicles as the new normal. And so those vehicles are now, um, instead of in the standalone green class, they're now in the business class so that when people book, um, they could receive a, a Tesla S or Model X, just like they could receive a Mercedes-Benz E-Class or an Audi A6. And we really want to get uh, people more accustomed to seeing electric vehicles in the fleet. And so we're, we're hoping to build this cycle and we expect that electric vehicles will continue to grow. Uh,
1: let us now confront the coronavirus situation. Black Lane is associated with business world where a lot of travel events occur. And now the events are unfortunately canceled. People are asked to stay home. Air travel is limited. Um, how has this reflected on Black Lane within this past two months?
0: Well, we have, of course, seen a decline in business. Uh, just like every company in the travel industry, we, um, you know, we, we've certainly seen a, a significant decline. But, um, but we do anticipate a full recovery. Now, I won't speculate on the timing of that because every country has its own guidelines for opening up. And uh, we, we fully support the actions to limit the spread of the coronavirus and to, uh, to maintain public health. Uh, but we, we will be very well positioned when travel and mobility return. People want to know that the vehicles are clean and safe that chauffeurs have a high quality of care and a, a standard cleaning plan between rides and, and I we, we expect people to re- really value a familiar experience wherever they travel to know that uh, the the chauffeur ride that they had in New York will be the same quality and experience as the one that they um, that they had in Dubai or Sydney or um, or Delhi. I mean, we, we really think that this will be um, something that, that travelers will really appreciate.
1: Certainly. And what was your personal biggest worry or concern about Black Lane in the time of Corona crisis?
0: Well, the, uh, I'll, I'll answer that from the perspective of, of our company, because um, the, w- what's really impressed me is that our, our co-founders, the, the, our, our leadership team, um, their first concern has been the health and well-being of our employees, our chauffeur partners, and our guests. The The health of the business was um, certainly a priority. Um, don't get me wrong, we, we quickly took a lot of measures to strengthen the company, but people have come first. Every piece of communication that has come from our, um, our, our co-founders has been around um, our health, our well-being, both physical health, um, mental health. I mean, going from being in an office to being at, at home, uh, of course, is a big change for a lot of people. Many of, uh, of my colleagues uh, live by themselves. And so to, to be in a um, social distancing scenario where you can only be with one other person and, and you're working at home, all of a sudden is a big change. And so the, the company has been very um, focused on providing uh, resources for people to maintain their mental health and, and well-being and, and keep people connected as much as possible.
1: Yeah, that's um, that's a, a great uh, support from the company. And what was the very first uh, step that Black Lane undertook regarding the crisis, if you can recall, um, concerning mainly chauffeurs and uh, mm-hmm. the business? Yes,
0: yeah, so uh, of course the Asia-Pacific region was, was seeing the coronavirus crisis first. And so the the first steps were taken there. So the, our chauffeur partners, um, especially in China, but elsewhere in the Asia Pacific region, they were the first to wear masks and gloves. They were sanitizing their vehicles after each use, and um, a, a, and they were wanting to to really show the um, the, the safety that they that they could provide. Um, and w- we learned very quickly from that. And then as the virus started to spread and and uh, but by nature of global travel, we um, quickly rolled out the uh, sanitization um, processes uh, and, and requirements to um, all of our chauffeur partners around the world. Um, yeah. And so we uh, one of the things we we did, too, was encourage the uh, the use of um, hand sanitizer if they um, could provide the small bottles in the back and. Um, and then there were even smaller changes but that were still significant to limit the spread of the coronavirus so um, many chauffeurs have um, nice magazines in the back of the vehicles and so we we had them remove all of those because um, the the virus can spread you know from contact with paper uh, from one guest to another Uh, so there were uh, a lot of steps like that that we took to to limit the spread and and let people know that we were doing everything we could to ensure their safety
1: it's fantastic that the safety measures have um, increased so enormously and chauffeurs are following all the necessary rules. And my next question concerns bringing these measures in life. Um, you've already mentioned the sh- that chauffeurs wear masks and they have to disinfect the vehicles. Was Black Lane purchasing the disinfectors and masks or were completely contracting partners responsible for it?
0: The local partners were responsible for it because... Uh, it, it's much easier for them to do it in their local markets than for us to do it centrally from Berlin or even from our regional offices. Um, yeah, so they know the all of the local suppliers. They, um, You know, the disinfectant was already something that, that they would have anyway um, for the chauffeurs, if not for the guests in the back. And so um, it, it was by far simplest for them to do that.
1: Um, When we look now at this slightly negative tendency, what do you think Black Lane will certainly need to do to recover?
0: Well, one of the things is um, there will be a shift in messaging on the one hand where we will be emphasizing sanitization and cleanliness a lot more. I think before this, people knew that chauffeur vehicles were clean. Um, uh, you would expect nothing less than getting in a pristine,ly clean chauffeur vehicle. But now people will want to know what does it mean to be clean. Are you talking about just you know clean and vacuumed? Is it disinfected? Is it sanitized? What are the processes for a vehicle to be um, to be cleaned? We're already hearing from um, in the corporate travel world that. Travel managers at large companies will be asking about cleaning processes for their their travel partners, whether it's airlines or hotels. And chauffeur companies would certainly be a part of that. The other thing that um, that we will do as part of the the recovery is diversifying our rides more. Um, airport transfers will always make up a healthy um, segment of our business and. Um, uh, you know, I mentioned the the value of a partnership that we have with airlines, uh, with Emirates, for example. Um, but the the other thing that we will do is um, is get more types of rides. We saw at the beginning of the coronavirus crisis that more people wanted to do city to city rides. So in the United States, you could think of something like a you know New York to Boston or um, you know, in Germany of uh, Berlin to Hamburg or something along those lines where uh, in the U.S. example, you have short haul flights as an option. You have um, trains as an option. Of course, Berlin to Hamburg, you have trains as an option. But, uh, but people, we found an, an increased desire for people to have their own space. And so, um, so we will we, we'll certainly do some additional um, marketing around those rides because we're seeing um, everything that we read about the return of travel, a focus on domestic travel will be where, where travel starts and people wanting to stay closer to home. Some people will um, will take a while before they start flying again or before they're riding on trains in close quarters, but they're, they're still going to want to venture out. And so we, we see these city to city trips as uh, one type of way that we can diversify our rides.
1: How does uh, the business look right now in the U.S. and other most affected by coronavirus countries? Is there still some activity present?
0: There is some activity, but certainly it has um, it's had a dramatic drop because of the uh, decline in travel. And as I said before, we we fully support the the measures that are happening. I mean, you're seeing a drop not only in travel and flying, but even in local mobility. You know, when you have shelter in place. Uh, restaurants not open, no concert venues, theaters, um, no events, no conferences. Um, you you really see um, most of the use cases for chauffeured rides just simply not existing right now. But uh, as I said, we we have seen um, you know a proportional increase in the city to city rides as people are looking for new travel options to replace short haul flights and uh, and some train rides.
1: What are your main learnings so far from the crisis, both as a worker of Blacklane and personally?
0: A few things really come to mind here. One is, as I see from a company perspective, is uh, the importance of companies managing their cash flow. It's one thing to quickly adjust when there's a significant drop in revenue. I think any company can cut costs and, and do so. And, Certainly travel companies have had to do that. But I've been very happy with how Blacklane has always been managing cash flow, to be in a position where we, our, our CEO said that we're not going to have any layoffs. And um, you can only say that when you're in a position of strength, uh, in a position where you have been managing your, uh, your cash flow well and, and where you can uh, adjust to a crisis like this. Um, among my colleagues, one thing I've learned is how important unity among the team is. When we all pull together, uh, we're uh, you know, rolling out new products, and, and we can be nimble. And uh, teams are forming, and there's a lot of communication. It's been really inspiring to see. And, and an example of that is how we improved our city-to-city rides. Immediately after the crisis began, we have a uh, put a new page up on the website, created new pricing information and um, have have really been updating that service and uh, uh, getting it from product all the way to our customer care team. Um, And and then the other thing that comes to mind is how a crisis really brings focus. Um, You know, on the one hand, you learn what you have to do immediately, which for most businesses, of course, was cutting costs. Uh, And then two, you think about how to improve your product and improve your service when your business is lower. And so the the, there's a, a focus you can have to figure out, okay, now that business is, is much lower, is there anything that we can change and improve now that's easier to do when we, when we have a decline in business?
1: Thank you, Adam, for sharing your key takeaways. Um, all students in Berlin have moved now into online semester. Uh, as a small advice, could you please share with us how to stay productive in the home office, in your opinion?
0: I can, although my personal scenario, I have a wife and three children, so uh, some of my uh, life advice may not apply to too many students. But um, I I will say personally, I've found a a dedicated space to work, which makes me feel like it is an office. I don't bounce around the house and go to different locations. It helps me to focus, to have my own space, which for me is a a corner of my bedroom with a desk. Um, I also... Have set times for meals with my family, and that helps all of us plan our days. So both of those things have given a, um, a familiarity in my schedule and and a way to structure my days. The other thing I would say, Blacklane has done really well to offer mental health resources and online social interactions for for all of us. And uh, some of them are led by our people and culture team, and others are just are led by other employees who have an interest in yoga, for example, or who have an interest in um, other types of mental health activities. And so taking advantage of the resources available to you, uh, whether it's for mental health, whether it's for just socializing, uh, I I think are very important. to, To sum it up, I would say find a way to have structure and make sure you're taking care of your mental health and social connections.
1: Great advice. Adam, thank you very much. This is all from our side. Best wishes to you and stay healthy. And we also wish a quick and, of course, full recovery to Blacklane.
0: Thank you and all the best to you and, um, uh, and everyone else at Humboldt.
1: This was How I Fvest podcast episode two with Adam Parkin from Blacklane. Next week, we will meet the investor Holzpring Ventures. Stay tuned and have a great day.